We are proud to partner with MyFlex Learning. MyFlex Learning is a scheduling platform that helps middle and high schools meet the individual needs of all students. Students can easily create and manage time for flex blocks, wind time, activity periods, RTI, counselor and teacher appointments, and so much more. Even my favorite, Synergy Time. And with its built-in accountability tool and reporting features, MyFlex Learning solves your challenges around getting kids where they need to be and understanding how flex time is spent. Make flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com slash BE to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com slash BE. This B Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. IXL's all-inclusive online teaching and learning platform simplifies EdTech needs and accelerates achievement in 95 of the top 100 U.S. school districts. IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K-12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and helps you assess student performance through actionable, real-time insights at every level of your school or district. This one solution performs work that typically requires dozens of tools. Want to find out why so many leading districts trust IXL? Visit IXL.com BE. That's IXL.com slash B-E. Welcome to Transformative Principle, where you learn how to be a transformative principle by listening to amazing leaders tell their stories. I'm your host, Jethro Jones. You can follow me on Twitter at Jethro Jones. And please like the Facebook page for this podcast, facebook.com slash Transformative Principle, Transformative Principle, Episode 85, Hashtag Principle PLN. This week, I am honored to have had the chance to sit down and talk to Teresa Stagger and Jessica Johnson about the new book that they wrote with Dr. Spike Cook about being an iso- breaking out of isolation. And this is a great interview. I think it's going to be a great book. I've already pre-ordered my copy. I hope that you have as well. You're going to learn a lot from this. Sadly, Dr. Spike Cook could not be with us the day we recorded this, um, but his voice is a prominent voice on the Principal PLN podcast that I hope you listen to as well. And I hope that you will take some time to pre-order this book and break out of isolation yourself which is obviously what you're doing because you are reaching out and listening to this podcast. So thank you for your support. I truly appreciate it. Welcome. How are you guys doing? Hey, Great. good. Good. So uh, thanks for coming on uh, my podcast today. Um, I have a uh, Teresa Stagger and Jessica Johnson here. And we're going to talk about their new book coming out. And uh, Teresa, why don't you tell us what that's called? Our book is called Breaking Out of Isolation. Um, and it is about, well, it's about breaking out of isolation. It's about the, uh, the isolation that you can feel and be a part of when you're in a position that you're the only one. Um, we talk more about being administrators, but I know 
you know, as being a music teacher, it was a lot like that. And I know we have people in our buildings who feel the same way too. So we tried to make it all inclusive, but yeah, it, it is geared towards um, leaders because it's breaking out of isolation, becoming a connected school leader. And we include vignettes of other, um, I think they're all principals. Maybe one is a, an instructional coach, um, but includes vignettes, you know, to highlight what it's, what it's really like and, and how people um, can get out of this isolation by being a connected educator. Cool. And, uh, and I, I just want to add Spike Cook is also a co-author on that, but he's <laughs> busy principaling or something right now. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Well, if he joins us, we'll, we'll be sure to add him in. Um, it, uh, it's an honor for me to speak to you guys because um, I think you guys are probably um, obviously the perfect people to write this book because you definitely broke out of isolation. And when I first heard the title for it, I thought, why are they writing a book about isolation in leadership? Because they are certainly the opposite of that. They're definitely not isolated. They they have a successful podcast. They uh, connect with each other and with many others very often. And it doesn't seem like a very good idea to write a book about isolation for these people. <laughs> And then I understood what the real title was, and it made a lot more sense. So how, how did this process get started of you guys oh my starting to write this book? Where did that come from? That. Well, you know, I would say, it, you know, it started um, many, many years ago when Teresa and I separately weren't connected, but listened to another podcast called The Practical Principles. Oh, yes. Love Melinda it. With Miller and Scott Elias, and mm -hmm. um, that podcast stopped, and you know, I just wished upon every star that there would be some podcast for me to listen to, and there wasn't. And Teresa, when she became got a took a principal position, she sought us out to start our own podcast instead of just waiting for another podcast. And I'm so, like, nobody's doing one. I contacted Melinda and I said, "Are you are you going to do a, a podcast?" And she said, "Well, I don't really have anyone to do it with." And I said, "I will do it with you." And I said, "We just need, you know, we just there there needs to be something like this." And uh, and she was like, you know, I just she she goes, I it just took up so much of my time. She said, I'm just not, I can't, I just don't know that I can commit to what you're asking. She said, but you should contact Jessica Johnson. And I was like, oh, she was on my list of the next people to look for. So, yeah. so <laughs> we we you know we did this podcast for quite a while, and Teresa Spike and I had you know our own conversations outside of the podcast on Boxer constantly. A lot of conversations. Um, a lot of conversations and. Gosh, I don't know at what point the the book came, but you know, Spike wrote one book on his own already through the Corn Connected Educator mm -hmm. series, and then, um, you know, was going to do like a book two, and that's where you know we all, it just it just happened naturally. Yeah, he had talked about wanting. He kind of had the writing bug, I think, and he wanted to write a full length book about about this topic, and then we started kind of putting it together, and they gave us the timelines for it, and the new. I think the way that, the way that we ultimately decided was just that the timelines for the shorter book were quicker, and so we said, okay, well, we'll do this first, and then if we want to add to it later, we'll do that. Mm -hmm. But you know, Spike was like, "What do you think about this?" And he kind of put the proposal together, and he reached out to me and said, "You know, you want to co-author this with me?" And then he was like, "How about we contact Jess, and the three of us will do it?" And he said, "That'd be great," and it just kind of it just kind of fell together. It's you know the the thing that that we all, like you said, you know, we're we're connected. We're not really isolated, but, you know, Jess is in Wisconsin. Spike is in mm -hmm. New Jersey. I live in Michigan. And so although we can connect with each other 
on a daily basis, some of the isolation, which we talk about in the book too, is that of being a connected educator yeah. because sometimes being connected can be more isolating because you are, you know, you become, we have all of these friends and colleagues and people that we can ask for support in other places, but there's no one right next door or down the street or in the district that you're working yeah, in. Yeah, because you're, you're known the as the creepy Twitter lady. That's right. You're the only one doing <laughs> what you're doing. And although we feel like, you know, everybody should be involved, they're all, they feel like they're all just doing fine, you know, with how they're going. So when you're, you know, I'm in an independent school, so I don't have any other colleagues in a district. I have some neighboring schools that I can talk to, but we don't work together on anything. Mm -hmm. So it can be, you know, it can be really tough even even in being connected, there's an isolation that you don't really think about. And so we touch on that too. Uh, and, you know, I want to, I, I want to ask you more about that, but I also want to just, you know, recognize um, that the Practical Principles podcast, um, that also inspired me greatly. And when they stopped doing it, I also felt that void. And I was like, <laughs> come on, somebody do a podcast for principles and I kept looking and there wasn't one and I think that we started our podcast at just about the same time. I think so, yeah. And and I was like, well, if nobody else is going to do it, then I just better do it because that was too valuable for me as a yeah. as an aspiring principal and as a assistant principal to not have that Mm -hmm. that information. So, I'm just, you know, super grateful for Scott and for Melinda for <clears throat> taking you know, laying the groundwork for us to be able to to do this and um and helping set set the example. And I just think that's really amazing. And I didn't want to, you know, go on without recognizing that. Yeah. No, oh, so, yeah. we just couldn't get enough of Scott and Melinda. <laughs> I know, right? It was like Ross and Rachel back in the day, but without the romance part. <laughs> oh my god, I can't wait to tell them. <laughs> What's gonna happen Don't next? Worry. And then he just leaves. Yeah. They're like, what's happening? <laughs> Yeah. So anyway, it's it's just amazing. When I finally got to interview Melinda for my podcast, I felt like I was talking to an old friend, um, right. but she didn't know me from Adam. And and I was like, no, remember that one time when you were like, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, just really funny. So, so Teresa and I get to meet her in person in a couple of weeks at Ed Camp Leader. So we're yeah. very excited. And we get to meet no. each other in person in a couple yeah, of weeks. Yeah, for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> that's, always exciting. that's pretty cool. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit more about that um, connected educator feeling alone and feeling isolated. Why do you think that is the case? Why are we? Why do? Why do we struggle with that? I think some of some of you know just myself alone. I think part of the struggle is that you know when you're when you're connecting with people who are all across the country, you've got all of these amazing ideas and you've got all of this, just this constant stream of support and, um, and new ideas and things that are coming through. And so you just want to jump on those and, and implement some of them. And you know that it works because it's working in other places and you, you know, like you said, you feel like you're talking to an old friend when you're when you're speaking with some of these people, even though you've never met in person. You know, you feel like this person can help me get done what I'm trying to get done. But then when you go back and you try to implement it, 
even though you're taking it from a place where all of these people know about it and all of these people understand it, you're putting it in a brand new place where everyone goes, wait, wait, you got that idea on Twitter? Hold on, time out. You know, and then you have to kind of, it's almost like trying to explain, trying to have to re-explain it when it's already been explained. You know, and it, and then it makes you feel like you're the crazy Twitter lady. Like you're the only person who yeah. knows what's going on in this situation. It, it really it's is. It's, it's its own subculture, you know, no different than, um, you know, fans of a, of a certain sport talking about the game last night or, you know, mm-hmm. people watching The Walking Dead or Game of Thrones right. talking about it. And if you've never seen the TV show, like you can't participate in that conversation because you don't know what they're oh, talking yeah. about. That show sounds stupid. You'd never watch that. But until you turn that show on and start watching it that you you don't have that experience to share you know with them and it it's hard for people to jump in and yeah I'm the crazy Twitter lady and unfortunately Mm -hmm. as opposed to you know because I think that's a great analogy Joss with the the TV shows and things like that but as opposed to you know my husband watches Game of Thrones and I don't get it I don't I've I've been watching this last season with him and I think because I just jumped in in this season I just don't understand it there are so many storylines and I don't know them but I can go back to the beginning and rewatch it whereas when when people are becoming new in this you know there's already this subculture has already been established and although we're there are new people coming in all the time you have to just jump in and start swimming Mm-hmm. And that can be really tough. You can't just, you know, put on the training wheels like you're going back to season one, episode one, and just go along when you get there. When you're when you're trying to become connected, you just have to go, and that can be tough too. Mm-hmm. So I had a an interesting experience this week. Where, well, this last couple of weeks, um, I have to take a uh, a Alaska history class as part of the certification here in Alaska. It's <laughs> a good idea. And it is a good idea, and it's very important. I've learned a ton. However, it's amazing how um, how quickly I I went back to being a student like I was when I was a student. And I've learned more since um, I joined Twitter in 2008 or something like that, and learned more in that time and in my own way than I ever learned in my master's program and my undergrad program. I just learned so much more. And being a student and being forced to learn in this um, different way that doesn't really help me but just helps the teacher grade my assignments easier is really difficult and weird for me now because it's been so many years since I've been in that In a traditional learning environment. Yeah, and so I I keep thinking like, how do I make this more meaningful? How do I how do I change this to make it real to me? Because it's not that real. I'm just checking off boxes. I'm not learning in the way that I'm used to learning, and and it's really difficult. And I didn't realize how much I've changed over the last few years of being a connected person and learning in my own way. And so you know, you talk about that that subculture, that's how I've started to define learning. And now going back to a classroom environment is, you know, just very difficult for me. And and it can be very frustrating for ourselves either as a student or, you know, just sitting in a conference even or, you know, a training or, you know, working with our colleagues when 
they're doing it the same old way that they've always done it because that's the way they've always done it. It is so mm -hmm. frustrating to see that because you know there's different and better um, and more engaging, but you can't make people change. You can't make them join that subculture. They have to do it and try it and want to be a part of that themselves. You can talk, you know, until you're blue in the face, um, and they still, you know, they're not going to get it until they do it themselves. You can't make people join that. Mm -hmm. And I think that a lot of the, you know, you kind of hit it on the head, Jethro, that a lot of the the appeal of Twitter, at least for me, is the learning part of it. I feel like I am, I, I've always been forever a student. I just, I love learning new things and finding different yeah. things out. And, you know, I would take an underwater basket weaving class if it meant that I could go to school. You know, it, it's, mm -hmm. I just, I just like to learn random I might stuff. not take that one. And Jeff <laughs> is always like, I'll say something like I'm I'm sewing something this week. She's like, "How do you find time to do all this stuff?" But it's it's the learning process for me. You know, I love to learn the new things, and I think that the people who get the most out of Twitter are the people who have that intrinsic and an internal feeling of just wanting to and get a growth better. A, a growth mindset for mm -hmm. sure. I, I don't think I've met anybody in my PLN who has a fixed mindset. You know. Right. <laughs> But I can think of many people with a fixed mindset who do not read professional books, do not go to conferences, will will not get on Twitter because that sounds stupid. Right, right. Yeah, absolutely. So what what's your advice to people who do feel isolated? How do they how do they deal with that? Is that just a part of being a connected educator or what what's your advice there? Are you talking about people who are isolated who aren't connected yet or people who are? People who are. Mm. Because um, they're well, the ones who are listening to this, right? That's, that's a good point. Yeah. So how do we help <laughs> the others them don't know what a podcast is. Um, right. <laughs> you know, I think it's just to be mindful of that, that there is um, that subculture that you you do isolate yourself. Um, for example, I, you know, just went to a conference and I was so excited to go to, you know, have dinner with some people that, you know, I, I chat with on Twitter. But I also had to be mindful of the fact that my colleagues were going to be there and they had no idea who these people were and they weren't connected. And I had to, you know, I had to calm myself down and then go and sit back down <laughs> with my own colleagues and have conversations with them. Um, you know, so it's, it's to be mindful of that, to, to not, you know, turn yourself into that click and, and not pay attention to the people who, who you do work with. Yeah, mm -hmm. physical, the people who are physically with you yeah. every day. Yeah, I think, I think that's good advice. And um, I'm taking a team of teachers to this model schools conference. And by the time this gets published, it'll be a while ago, I took teachers to a model schools conference. <laughs> and it's... Uh, I'm really excited to go, and I'm going to meet people that um, I've never met in person, and I'm really excited for that. But at the same time, um, my team doesn't know who any of these people are, and it's going to be pretty isolating for me to say, hey, let's go chat with my best bud over here that you have no idea who they are, and it's probably going to be uncomfortable if I if I do that too much. Now I'm going to push them and say, let's go meet this person and talk to them right. and <clears throat> try to establish a relationship with them. Um, but I think that's, that's a worthwhile thing to do. And mm -hmm. you know, they may not jump on it like I am, but that's okay. Yeah. You know, it, I had a similar situation back in February. I took my whole staff to a, um, to a conference that one of 
someone that I follow on, on Twitter. His name's Larry Baker. Um, he's a, an assistant principal at a school by me. And they put on a tech conference. Last year started it, and then this year. And this year he wanted to do an administration strand for the people who were going. So he reached out to me and said, would you consider presenting a couple you know, a couple things while your staff is there. I said, absolutely. So when my staff got the listing of all of the things that were being offered, they noticed that I was presenting. And they were like, aren't you scared? Isn't this, how did that happen? And I was like, well, you know, this, <laughs> I do this kind of a lot. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. you don't really know, but I do. I said, and, and you know, it, it's not, it's not scary. I said, but, you know, he reached out to me. They were like, well, how would he know to reach out to you? Like, it, and so then you get into this, well, you know, we follow each other on Twitter, and we've kind of, and, and it just, it's all like, it's very foreign. And so, you know, at the same time, it's exciting because you're like, oh, come meet this person. I've known this. Well, how did you meet this guy? I met this guy. I met this guy online. Come visit this guy that I met <laughs> online. You know, that doesn't sound creepy at all. <laughs> I've never met face to face. But, but you I know what? It has, it has the other aspect, though, of, oh, hold on. Let me check with Todd Whitaker. Or, yeah, you know, the keynote. Yeah, we're going to meet up for dinner with the keynote speaker tonight. How do you know them from right. Twitter? Right. You know, it, it does add Doesn't everybody know him? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it definitely helps with um, expanding your PLN and being connected to the, to the greats that they only, you know, they've seen their books or whatever. Yeah, and you know, to be, you know, to be totally honest, and we talked about this when we wrote the book, there, there almost has to be a part two to this book because as, mm -hmm. whereas, you know, we are connected and we've kind of broken out of the isolation and into being connected, there, there is, uh, there is still that isolation and we're still in the middle of it. You know, we, we haven't gotten to a point, and I don't know that anybody has, where you can look back on it and say, oh, this doesn't exist anymore. This is how we handled it. You know, it's a work in progress. So, so you know, Jethro, you bring up a good point. We are, we are connected, but we're also very isolated. And so, you know, it's something that we have to remember that this happens with, with everybody. And it's not, it's a work in progress all the time. There is no magic formula. This is the magic formula that we have found that works for us and some people that we know, mm -hmm. most of the people that we've talked to. But, you know, it doesn't mean it's the only way, but it's a way to help get you started. Right. And the other thing I'd like to add is that there are some times where being connected can get you in trouble at your current place, you know, and not in, hopefully not in big trouble. But I've as early as my internship for being an administrator, I started blogging about what I was doing and my principal said, you shouldn't be doing that. And I said, well, actually, I really think I should because, you know, I learn this way. And she said, well, you can keep a journal and keep it to yourself, and that's totally fine, but you can't publish these things on the Internet anymore. So I got stung very early on for trying to right. trying to be connected, and that's something that, that is a very real thing. Do you, do you talk about that, or what are your thoughts about yeah. Well, those yeah, situations? because that you know that's another part of the isolating factor of being connected is that you want to blog and reflect publicly, but you have to be cautious in how you say it mm -hmm. and you know what stories you tell. You know, is this a story that could narrow it down to that specific teacher that you're right. having the issue with, right. um, or or that specific student or parent? So you do have to be careful in how you share publicly. 
and you know in terms of just tweeting too you know if you wouldn't say it to your boss to a parent to the board president to the person that you're talking about yeah, then you shouldn't be tweeting it because right. um, it's out there and anybody can find out and part of what we do discuss in the book is 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 that exactly because you know most people have Facebook where you know I mean Facebook is like the ultimate diary of the mouth for everybody I feel right. like that is the place that people go <laughs> and just throw out whatever it is that they're angry about upset about just calling people out it is like the ultimate bulletin board for I am ticked off right mm -hmm. but you yeah. can't you can't do that no matter how private your profile is you can't put it on Twitter you can't you just can't so we discuss you know what really has has saved us is Voxer because mm -hmm. we can connect the three of us Spike Jess and I can have these conversations you know if there's if I had a really really bad day at work I can talk to the two of them and tell them exactly what happened you know I I can I can talk about whatever it is that I need to talk about and it it's not being heard by anyone else it's not out there in the public it's not it's not um, and and it saves our spouses because then they don't have to hear it when we come home yeah. and then everybody's true. happier at home that's <laughs> right yeah it, it kind of gives that middle ground but but Voxer has been a, and and we cover that a lot in the book too Voxer has been a huge help in that because you you can't tweet whatever you want you can't I mean it's I have a blog but I I feel like and even though you know in my Twitter it says tweets are my own and my blog says you know it's not affiliated with Mm -hmm. you know my school or this is all this is just me I still struggle with what to write about on my blog because I I'm I'm concerned you know you, you just don't know you just don't know what is going to send somebody makes make someone upset you just don't know mm -hmm. yeah I I totally hear you so um, that that is very true and sometimes you're not going to upset people um, but you're just going to say something that you know could could harm somebody in some way you may not even realize right, right. so um, I know uh, we're running short on time so uh, what when is the book coming out how do people pre-order it and um, what's the, all the details on that yeah so the book should be out in September of um, September 2015 and you can pre-order it right now through Corwin and Jethro will give you a link so if you want to have that in your show notes you certainly can. Amazon you can pre-order it too and you get a special I think it's $12.50 if you order it once it comes out but it's $10 if you pre-order. Sweet. And It's part of the Connected Educator series so there's many other good books that you could get too. Yeah it's, it's a great great series if you've never heard of it. Um, I actually have some flyers here for when I go to any. Oh, you know, nice. it's a great, it's a great series. But these are, um, they've got some great ones. You know, five skills for the global learner, leading professional learning, blogging for educators, Spike's book, Connected Leadership. It's just a click away, and they, I mean, they have an amazing amount of of books, and you can find those at corwin.com/connectededucators. They come in sets based on topic you can also buy the whole thing together but it's a great um, it's a great resource um, and also uh, Jason Bodnar has a podcast called principally speaking and he's working mm -hmm. his way through interviewing all of those people on there um, before we go last question is and I want both of you to answer this what piece of advice would you give administrators that they can start doing today to break out of the isolation and become connected? 
Um, I'll go. I'll go first because Jess will probably wrap it up really nicely with a pretty bow. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm gonna go ahead and spit mine out. That's and then pressure. Let Holy cow! <laughs> so um, I, in all honesty, I honestly believe that the best thing you can do if you're a new administrator is to jump on Twitter, and follow myself, follow Jessica, um, Jessica that at Principal J. And I am at Principal Stagger, S-T-A-G-E-R, and follow Spike at Dr. Spike Cook. And, you know, we'll, we'll help you. Follow us and just, just let us know you're new. And, and there, are, there are a ton of people who will do that too. So find, find us and then we will start sending you out there and we'll give you some hashtags to follow and, and, and good stuff like that because I, I truly believe that that's the best way. Um, I would add to get connected with the hashtag Principal PLN. And I'm sure every everybody listening has something that they're working on learning more about this summer. And you can search in Twitter and find people who are knowledgeable about that. And, and don't stop at just following those people, but reach out to them. Send a direct message. Hey, you know, I see that you've already done this. Can we chat on Voxer or Google Hangout sometime? And have more of a conversation that's even deeper than the 140 characters. And you can create your own little personal mentors on whatever it is that you're learning this summer. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that is great advice, and that is how um, what I've done for years, and it's been um, really effective for me because I feel like I'm such a better person for doing that. So thank you both so much for your time today, and uh, appreciate everything you guys are doing to help move us all forward. Thank you. Thanks for, for having, having us on. I love listening to your podcast you. too. Yes, absolutely. As you have heard by now, I have joined the Edu Podcast Network, the Podcasters Network for Educators by Mr. Nessie. And I'm pretty excited about doing this because I feel like I am part of a great group of other podcasters who really care about providing high quality content to educators to help them learn in a way that is comfortable and good for them. I hope that you uh, will listen to the other great podcasts on there and that you will uh, support the network by downloading and rating and reviewing all the shows that you listen to. And I appreciate your support in this show. You can follow me on Twitter at Jethro Jones and follow the podcast on Twitter at TRNFRM Principal. Do you want to simplify your school's technology, save teachers time, improve students' performance on state assessments? You can do it all, but don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com BE to learn how IXL's research-proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve all these goals. That's IXL.com BE. There are lots of solutions out there for giving students what they need when they need it. But when do they actually do all of those things? You need flexible time. When added into your master schedule, flex time enables students to get extra help or intervention, meet with teachers, make up work, get physical exercise, and try new enrichment offerings. If you're thinking of giving it a try, check out MyFlex Learning, which unlocks the benefits of flexible time without all the headaches you get with it usually. Its intuitive design and SIS integration makes implementation and training a breeze. Make your flex time work for you. 
Visit myflexlearning.com slash BE to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com slash BE.